Hello, San Jose listeners. This is our re-recording of the Chuck E. Cheese episode, which was our first podcast episode. We decided to record it simply because the quality was not the best. Um, also, uh, we have a better format now, so we thought it would be suiting if we re-recorded it. Um, so if you would like to listen to our OG original content Chuck E. Cheese episode, it'll still be on Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts. But if you want to dive a little deeper, we have some more information, some more content for you here at our newest version of the Chuck E. Cheese episode. So hope you enjoy. Welcome to San Jose, Mysteries of San Jose. We're a local podcast that just delves into all the spooky stories, legends, mysteries, etc. of San Jose and the Greater Bay Area. We decided to make this podcast because, well, we're locals, but we also are really interested in spooky stories and we wanted to delve deeper into it and, you know, maybe uncover some patterns or kind of unseen patterns histories kind of throughout the way but by no means are we experts in lore or history or anything we're just two kids with an interest for anything spooky my name is Manuel Avalos and my name is Carmen Sanchez I I don't really know what to say about myself (laughs) apart from I'm from downtown San Jose I've lived here my whole life Um, I went off to college on the east coast and I am back Uh, well I've been back (laughs) but I am back in downtown, and, um, you know, it's been nice being home and checking out all the weird, spooky, scary places here in the valley. And uh, I'm also a San Jose native. Um, I went to Arizona for school, and I'm currently still living in Arizona. But because of the pandemic, we decided to do the podcast. Um, I have a background in psychology, so I was just really interested in learning more about people's stories and kind of the history and how it has affected San Jose as a whole. So that's why we're still doing, or that's why we began the podcast and still doing the podcast. Um, What about you, Manny? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when we first came up with this concept, I thought it was just You know, at first I was like, oh, we're just kidding. We won't make it happen. But we did. And I'm really, really excited with everything we've done so far. Um, We really hope you stick with us. So Manny and I met in sixth grade. And that's why. So we, we stayed friends through all of that. Stayed friends through middle school, high school, and college. And now that Manny's back and had some extra free time, especially with the pandemic, we decided to do the podcast because we both are super weird and like weird stuff. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I we kind of just were talking about podcasts and then we're talking about like ghost stories as we kind of do normally. And we were like, what if we did one on like local hauntings and local legends and stuff? And I thought, you know, this would be a really fun um, COVID activity, but also like even if it weren't for COVID, I'd probably be so down because it's just a cool topic. And I feel like I wanted to learn more, and definitely throughout this whole process, I have learned a lot. So I really hope you, listener, 
stick with us because we have so many episodes. I mean, as of recording this, we've already recorded our 40th episode. So we really hope you stick with us because there's so much creepy stuff we've encountered along the way. Um, Definitely found a lot of patterns in like the lore and the different hauntings that happen around the area. And we won't stick to just San Jose. So if you're interested in like Greater Bay Area, don't worry. We do uh, cover stories kind of around the greater area. Um, But we wanted to keep it San Jose focused. So if that sounds like something you're into, be sure to, you know, keep listening. Check us out on Instagram at San Jose Podcast. You can tweet us at San Jose Pod. Or you can email us your thoughts and stories to sanhontze at gmail.com. We also have a website, sanhontze.wordpress.com, if you want to check us out there. And uh, we even have some merchandise on that website if you want to check that out. That's our intro to ourselves. So let's go ahead and get into the introduction to our format. Normally, we start off with kind of just introducing the topic itself. And I usually like to delve into the history because I'm a bit of a history nut. Again, I'm not an expert, but I do love researching just like the background in whatever building or park or whatever it is that we're uh, that we're discussing for the week. Um, and then we kind of try to tie in that into, you know, the legend that arose from whatever place or thing we're talking about. After that, we go into personal accounts, um, which are just information we find off Yelp and Google reviews, also Reddit, any sort of platform where people have opinions. Then we do pop culture, which is just delving a little bit deeper into whether or not that location has any sort of ties to popular culture at the moment. We found that while it seems kind of random, pop culture, I mean, has a really big impact on people's lives. And, um, you know, the way that these stories can spread even further through different kinds of media, um, different forms of art and stuff, really help play into the way the legend grows and maintains its presence over time. So we always find it really important to see in what ways the legend can manifest itself apart from word of mouth. And lastly, we have related facts. That's kind of just anything. <laughs> Any <laughs> other fact that doesn't quite fit into the other categories, but might be interesting to the listeners. So There you go. Well, now that you know about our podcast, we hope you stick around. It might seem like it's a long episode, but we promise we have a lot of great content. And um, let's just get started. Carmen, what are we talking about today? So if you already heard us talk about it, this is our first episode that we ever did and put out into the media. So we are discussing the haunted Chuck E. Cheese of San Jose. Um, So this one really resonates with both of us because, I mean, it's just a very prominent location like haunted location in san jose and then also if you're driving on 101 you can definitely see it um the the scariest charles e cheese that you've ever seen so this Chuck E. cheese is located at 2445 fontaine road in san jose california they're currently open sunday through thursday 11 a.m to 9 p.m and on friday and saturday they're open from 11 a.m to 10 p.m So again, just touching on the giant Chuck E. Cheese in the window, um, you can see it if you're driving up or down 101. Uh, It's like passing the exit for Tully. And this is the haunted Chuck E. Cheese on Tully Road or Fontaine Road. But it's more known for the one being on Tully, right? Right. People usually say it's on Tully, but technically its legal address is on Fontaine Road. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go into the history and background. 
So a lot of people know that this building was actually not Chuck E. Cheese originally. It was originally a store called The Magic Village, which was a toy store, and it opened in 1974. The original sign display as well, people, I guess, were really into it. It was um, basically, I mean, like an attraction in, of, in and of itself. It was designed by Jack Dubois for Ad Art, a company mostly known for their work in Las Vegas. But a lot of people really saw this toy store as iconic because of the three large glass display windows that had the three giant toy soldiers in them. Um, so if you go to the building, I mean, you'll still see the, the giant glass windows, but now I believe only the middle one has anything in it, and it's just a giant Chucky. Um, and that's, <laughs> I mean, it's creepy. You're getting off 101, and you have you have just like a giant 30-foot-tall rat staring at you. <laughs> um, after the toy store closed, the soldiers found their way back to Adart's headquarters in Stockton, where they spent several years strapped to the side of a warehouse building. But then they were later donated to the Children's Museum in Stockton, where they are still proudly displayed today. So if you want to check that out, uh, you you know, or if you're feeling nostalgic, you can drive over to Stockton and check them out. And I could also post this picture on the Instagram. So if you wanted to go ahead and check that out, we post a sneak peek on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. And then on, at 9 a.m. the next day on Friday, I make a post with all the interesting photos that come along with the... the topic that week so photos of the location photos of any ghosts photos of anything spooky ooky and mysterious oh that also coincides with the posting of the podcast so if you want to go ahead and listen to us we release the podcast episodes fridays at 9 a.m as for this building becoming chuck e cheese um i don't know if you knew this carmen but chuck e cheese was invented in san jose no way yeah so this building is not the first chuck e cheese it was the first one used to be on Winchester where Santana Row is today, but that was torn down. And then later, like you get the one that's on what seems to be Tully. But anyway, the first location, again, the one on Winchester, uh, opened up in San Jose and it opened in 1977. Um, it was founded by Nolan Bushnell, who is also famously known as the co-founder of Atari. And if you don't know what Atari is... Or are you even from Silicon Valley, if you don't know what <laughs> Atari is? It's a video game company. They're really popular prior to, like, the 2000s mostly. But, um, you know, if, if you've ever heard of Pong, like, the game, uh, one of the most... It's, like, one of the first video games ever. At least, like, at a, in a home console. But anyway. I have a personal anecdote about this guy, Nolan Bushnell. I'm, like, 40% sure that I saw this guy at the old Spaghetti Factory in downtown San Jose. Really? Yeah, I forgot who it was, but it was just, I'm like pretty sure it was this guy, but it was somebody who either helped form Yahoo, Google, or like Atari. I'm like 90%. Interesting. So, <laughs> no, it's more for like 40% sure. It was a long time ago though, so yeah. <laughs> well, he first opened up what was then called Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza Time Theater. Uh, basically as like a family restaurant that integrated food with arcade games and animated entertainment just to create like an overall experience. Chucky himself, like as the mascot, didn't really come around until like 1978 or at least like the more modern version. I mean, there's he's gone through several iterations, but I think that's when um, the mascot really started to become more of a prominent part of the restaurant. 
a lot of the characters actually were like the Chuck E. Cheese characters because it's not just Chuck E. Cheese, you know, there's a couple different ones. A lot of them are actually inspired off of Disney characters, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and of course, over time, the robots or like the animatronics became a little bit more complicated and more advanced. So um, it's not to say that the Pizza Time Theater company never really had problems or anything. Of course, they, I mean, by 1984, they were already filing for bankruptcy and they were bought by their rival, Showbiz Pizza. And uh, a year later, Bushnell resigned as chairman and CEO of Chuck E. Cheese. And he then moved on to start some other companies. But um, it, Chuck E. Cheese kind of continued to to continue from there. Their current name of just Chuck E. Cheese didn't actually... Um, it wasn't official until 1992. And then in 1994, you had like the costume change to what is like the more current one but then you know in the 2000s you get like the really weird it's like the same clothes but you get like the really weird one with the like kind of diamond shaped head i don't know how to just explain it i don't like it it's kind of creepy but anyway, yeah. that that's weird. a very that's like a the simple history of chuck e cheese as a company of course there's a lot i'm missing but i'm just really quickly brushing over everything again we're not experts here we just have google Maybe in pizza, but we can talk about that later. As for some things that happened, so these are a little bit dubious because these these are what really formed the legend. There are several stories surrounding things that may or may not have happened at Chuck E. Cheese slash the Magic Village toy store. Um, and I say may or may not because these stories tend to circulate a lot and I find these all over the place, but I've never found an article, an obituary, or any other official record that, like, com- like totally confirms what, you know, these stories are saying. But if you've heard the legend, then you may have heard this before, but if you haven't heard the legend, the reason why people think that this Chuck E. Cheese is haunted is because of a couple things that have happened here, but in particular... Because it is said that a little girl died while jumping off the third floor of the building when this building was still a toy store. People say that she broke her neck and bled out on the second floor. I'm not really sure how that happened, but that's what I found online. Um, Again, I have not found any record, any newspaper article, any obituary, or any death certificate that confirms this. But to this day, people claim to see her ghost on the third floor particularly in the window, and sometimes even in the parking lot. Ooh, that's creepy. I know, I'm like, I'm really bad at parking as it is. I don't need some little girl trying to... Oh my gosh! (laughs) Block your parking space! Seriously. It's also reported that there's a little boy that died in the Chuck E. Cheese while looking for his mom. Um, And I've read that he either also fell out the window, or he might have fallen down the stairs, but... People say that to this day, you can hear him roaming the halls, yelling out for his mom. Okay, but, like, who wouldn't be hearing that in a Chuck E. Cheese, like, constantly? I know, there's, like, 500 kids all just, like, crawling around. Congregated in one space. (laughs) Anywho, let's move on to the personal accounts. Have you been to this Chuck E. Cheese? I have, but it's been such a long time. I don't 
and I don't think I even knew of the legend when I first heard of this, so I can't say much about it. But I did have my, I think, fifth birthday party here. Oh, your fifth birthday? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I've been to this Chuck E. Cheese, and I remember, like, because of how big this Chuck E. Cheese was, it was like, if you had your birthday party here, then you were super cool or, like, popular or whatever. So um, everybody wanted to go to this Chuck E. Cheese because there was, like, there's three stories, but the third one is obviously roped off um, for the employees. But the second, there's two stories. It's a two-story Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, who wouldn't want to go? So many, so much room for activities, you know? (laughs) There is a book that you can check out from the San Jose Public Library if you're interested. It's called Haunts of San Jose by David Lee. And if you continue to listen to this podcast, you'll hear me talk about it a couple times because it does record a lot of the stories here in San Jose. But I would take it with a huge grain of salt because, as you'll hear throughout the podcast, I have many qualms with this book. But I'm going to reference it either way because, it, you know, I'm just trying to combine all these sources and you can make of it what you will. But according to this book, um, I'm going to read some of this partially verbatim, but I'm summarizing here. The author writes that they knew of someone named Jason T., who knew a girl who quit working at this Chuck E. Cheese after she saw the ghost of a girl on the second floor. Oh my gosh. From a worker? Mm Mm-hmm. Jeez. Also, the author knew of someone named David Durr, who I guess was a teacher, and one of their student's cousins had also encountered the ghost of a girl while at the pizza parlor in October of 2007. After seeing the ghost, the little girl was crying and insisted on leaving. Mm-hmm. David Lee writes also that there is someone named Lenny Salmon who used to work at the Chuck E. Cheese. And Lenny and their co-worker had completely cleared a section of the restaurant. And when they turned around, all of a sudden, a table for six was set just out of nowhere. What? I know. Also, the number six. Oh, like times three is like six, six, six. The double? Right. (laughs) So are there six ghosts? Maybe. That's a good point. How many animatronics are in the band? I don't know. I only know about Chuck E. Cheese. Well, there's like, there's like the bird. I know the Hamburglar is like with McDonald's, so probably not that guy. (laughs) Well, apparently there's six ghosts or something, but who's counting? The ghosts? Uh, The third level, so if you, this Chuck E. Cheese, um, only the first two levels, I believe, are open to the public, and the third is just, like, for business stuff. It's not open to the public, and apparently the manager's office is up there, and David Lee wrote, I heard the ghost has been sighted up there. I focused on the third floor stairway when I took photographs of the pizza parlor. The orb was following me around the stairs and appeared in half of my pictures in the stairway. Several orbs appeared in one of the pictures I took, and there are some pictures included in this book. So if you want to take a look at those, you could you can check them out. Um, but there are what appear to be orbs in the pictures. I also checked out YouTube, because um, there's a couple videos about Chuck E. Cheese on there. But there's one video in particular called Haunted San Jose, posted by Sophia Kong. And summarizing the, this video, they, they talk about a couple of different things, but... Uh, They mentioned, you know, there was a little boy that fell down the stairs, which we mentioned before. And I also wanted to point out that the crew of this, I guess, documentary, um, like, they were students. And 
all of their cameras failed when they tried taking pictures of the third floor. Whoa, all, all of them? them? All <laughs> of them. One of them just, like, wouldn't turn on, One, even though, like, it had battery. One of them, like, I forgot. I think it, it like, would, turned on, but it just, like, wouldn't take a picture. And the third one was just physically broken, like, wow. out of nowhere. Jeez, that so. sucks. And then lastly, apparently they talked to the worker who said that they had heard sounds of children laughing on the third floor after Chuck E. Cheese had already closed. Nope. So that's really creepy. Nope, just get out of there. Yeah. So next up, as stated earlier, we got some Yelp and Google reviews for you. So overall, this Chuck E. Cheese location has a three-star rating and over 200 reviews. And... Um, I stumbled upon this Yelp review by Madison N. from San Jose, California. Uh, Granted, this was posted back in 2014, and she did rate them a 1 out of 5 stars, so take it with a grain of salt. But anyway, this is what she writes. OMG, this place is totally haunted. Someone call the police. Well, I'm definitely disappointed overall with their service. The employees were disrespectful and rude while I was trying to arrange a birthday party. When the birthday party is almost over, the hostess politely asked us to move to another table so they could have another person's birthday party at our table. Well, that is just pointless. Besides, there are plenty of empty tables nearby. We paid for F's sake. Damn. Shot the F-bomb in this review. Um, This proves you guys just want our money. The building of Chuck E. Cheese is getting older and older. I'm suggesting that you guys have to remodel it so that doesn't look haunted-ish. Reminds me of Five Nights at Freddy's. If you do happen to remodel it, I would be happy to suggest one more thing, and that is a bigger stage area. Or maybe better looking animatronics because they look creepy as heck now. This used to be a part of my childhood. Sadly, not anymore. The big play area is not there anymore for some reason. P.S. If you guys want to check out the area where a little girl died, it is on the third floor. Walk to the front of the stage area. Now turn left and find a small staircase. There. That leads to the third floor. Haunted as well. Where the storage area is. There might be a door that is locked or not once you climb up the stairs. There you have it from Madison and uh, she wrote a very uh, honest review. So yeah, apparently the third story of Chuck E. Cheese is closed off because it's haunted by the girl from the toy store. Next up, we got some Google reviews. On Google reviews, uh, this uh, location is rated at a 4.3 out of 5 stars overall. And Anna Ramirez rated the location out of 5 out of 5 a month ago. She writes, Miss the old days with the original characters on stage. Had to stop by since it was opened and our little ones had such a blast. Came here during the week, so it was calm and around 4pm more, 4 more people started showing up. Clean place and tables. During my three hours there, I saw a couple employees going over the games to sanitize them, and there's plenty of sanitizing stations all over, and plenty of tables to be distant from others. It's also cool that now, it's all on a play card, and no more coins like in the old days. Also, a good 90% of the games are were operating. So, 
The overall rating of the specific location has definitely gone up after reopening due to COVID uh, because everyone's basically saying that they sanitized more often and apparently implemented new procedures where you must take selfies upon entering and show the same selfies on the way out for security reasons and mask protocol. I'm not 100% sure what that means. I think I would need to go there to understand, but obviously... I'm nowhere near it, and I personally don't want to go to a Chuck E. Cheese since I'm older, and that might look weird. So, um, last account uh, by Reddit user BillyShears17 writes, Ah, sorry, Chuck E. Cheese on Fontaine. Used to be three stories. Little girl fell from the stairs on the third floor to the second floor. She must have broken her neck, and she died instantly. They close the third floor down for good. Apparently, she possesses the animatronics and plays with the lights and turns on the games at the middle of the night and things like that. Real Five Nights at Freddy's shit. The stair entrance is still there with a door blocking the next floor. The little windows at the top of the building is the third floor. That's a good segue to the pop culture. One of my favorite shows, um, it's called Gravity Falls, and the creator, Alex Hirsch, um, actually posted something on Twitter and was also posted to Reddit, but um, it basically highlights the connection of the showbiz showbiz pizza place, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, and Chuck E. Cheese, so... Showbiz Pizza Place was the location that opened up on Winchester, and then they shut it down to the bankruptcy, which you stated earlier, and they rebranded to Chuck E. Cheese and moved to Tully Road. So in season two, episode five of Gravity Falls, uh, the episode is called Seuss and the Real Girl. And basically, uh, according to Gravity Falls Wiki and my own memory, um, so Seuss needs a date for his cousin's engagement party and uses a dating simulator game to help him talk to girls then they end up going to the mall and at the arcade you can see animatronics that are based off the real animatronics that come alive at showbiz pizza place so i thought that was a really interesting connection and i definitely wanted to talk about it because i really do like the show gravity falls and on twitter alex hirsch the creator of gravity falls basically shows or he was tagged in a post about Showbiz Pizza Place saying like, hey, like, you guys copied uh, Five Nights at Freddy's or like, um, you guys copied Five Nights at Freddy's and then also like drew the animatronics in the show to look like the Showbiz Pizza Place. And he basically says, we did not copy Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's was actually released a year after we wrote this episode. Uh, because that episode of Gravity Falls was aired in September 2014, and Five Nights at Freddy's was actually released in August 8th, 2014. But, like I said, Alex Hirsch defends himself and reports on Twitter that the episode was written a year prior. And also, he goes on to say on Twitter... He's like, it was inevitable that any writer who saw this in their childhood would one day make a horror story about it. 
It just took a certain amount of years until those kids were now in charge of their own games or cartoons. And he posted a picture of Showbiz Pizza Place um, of the picture of a bear and a duck animatronic and the bears playing a banjo and it's honestly super creepy like honestly i don't know about kids that grew up around that time that showbiz pizza place was with a fun place to go to because that looks like a scary place to go to and they probably have some ptsd trauma from watching them on stage but I'm glad that they've changed it now <laughs> so that at least animatronics are a little bit less frightening. Um, <laughs> oh, man. The bear is so creepy. Isn't it creepy? So that just cracked me up. And then also uh, probably another reason why they filed for bankruptcy. I mean, what child is going to want to go to this place and watch that scary bear on stage sing a song? Yeah, I don't know. But... <laughs> Yeah, and that even creeped me out. I remember, like, one of the first times going, like, watching the band play on stage. Because, like, they have certain times in which they'll go and move around and sing or whatnot. And even then, it kind of creeped me out, even as a small child. And all of that brings us to Five Nights at Freddy's, which we've talked about a couple times already now in this episode. Um, If you've never heard of it, it's a video game that was, like Carmen said, released August 8th, 2014. And it's actually a series. Um, I forget how many there are, but I think there's at least five. And they're all horror video games in which you are you play the role of a nighttime employee at a basically a knockoff Chuck E. Cheese, but it's called Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Um, same exact concept. There's a, you know there's pizza games and animatronics, and the restaurant has these life-size animatronic characters that just like Chuck E. Cheese, they perform at children's parties. But at night, the animatronics actually wander the restaurant. Like, they just basically come to life and they do whatever they want. And the guard, or you in this case, um, you know, you have to watch over them to make sure that they don't, like, leave or anything. The main concept is you're kind of sitting at, like, your security desk and you have, like, a couple buttons. There's, like, two doors into your office, one on each side, like, to your left and to your right. And there's a button that closes either door, but if you hold if you press and hold a button it like consumes power like electricity and you only have a finite amount of electricity for the night so if you run out of power before that night is over like the shift um then you lose uh or like basically you watch the security cameras to monitor their like progress around the restaurant and if any of them start getting close you have to um shut the door to make sure they don't come in because if they come in they kill you jeez and each game introduces, I think, new characters. So some of the newer ones have, like, really sneaky animatronics that, like, are smaller or, like, they have different patterns so they're harder to predict or, like, they'll come out. I think one of them co- comes out, like, not even through the doors. It goes through, like, the vents or something. Ew, it's terrifying. That sounds horrible. <laughs> because when they come out at you, like, it, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's all jump scares, but it's just really creepy and... The animatronics are, like, meant to look, like, creepier than normal. (laughs) Have you played any of the new ones? I haven't played the newer ones. I think I've only played the first one. But it is fun. I mean, the jump scares are scary. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Like I said, each one's a little bit different. I believe the second one, there's, like, more tools. And instead of doors, like, um, you actually have an empty animatronic head you can wear and a flashlight to try to blend in or something. What? Um... Yeah, and there's also, like, a music box, which uh, you could use to prevent 
only one particular animatronic from attacking you. There's there's different ones. There's also some 8-bit minigames, and um, I think there's one game where you're like at a remote location or something. Like, it's it's interesting. Again, check it out if you want. But um, I like to think that this game was inspired. I mean, I guess off of Chuck E. Cheese in general, but like in particular, I like to think at least that it's inspired off the haunted Chuck E. Cheese in San Jose. Um, because, I mean, the first Chuck E. Cheese ever was created here. I think it's a pretty well-known story here in the Bay Area that this particular Chuck E. Cheese is haunted. Well, I found in the wiki uh, for the Five Nights at Freddy's that the Freddy Fazbear's Pizza is a fictional children's restaurant that's actually inspired by Chuck E. Cheese and Showbiz Pizza Place. So I'm not sure if it's like the Chuck E. Cheese on Tully Road actually sparked that but i know it's definitely inspiration right i mean like i I know it's inspired off chuck e cheese and maybe not necessarily this one in particular but i like to think that in my head at least oh okay (laughs) yeah i mean why not and lastly that brings us to the related facts I actually really like this section because you learn a lot of random things, but with these related facts, they go all over the place. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention in the Five Nights at Freddy's bit, apparently in the game, and I I might have to reconfirm this, but apparently the animatronics, at least in the story of the game, are possessed by the spirits of children that died at the restaurant. So I think that's a greater connection to this legend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that is also very creepy um but well that gives a little bit more evidence as to why you know it would be based off the one in tully road because that's a haunted uh, chuck e cheese right it's not the only one though actually there is another chuck e cheese i mean there's probably haunted supposedly haunted ones all over the like country but here in the bay area there's actually one in san bruno at the San Bruno Town Center that's also allegedly haunted. In fact, people have, yeah, people have said to have, um, people have said that they have felt cold spots and they feel like someone's watching them, but that's kind of it. I also found on Yahoo Answers, and this was before Yahoo Answers died, just like not that long ago, sadly, but Yahoo Answers user Callie Frisco Girl says, it's hunted with thousands of kids been going there all my life and i haven't seen a ghost yet unless he's behind chucky's costume there doesn't seem to be a story behind this haunting or any deaths involved but people just say it's haunted so thought i'd put that out there i also found that okay so i learned something new about like internet culture in researching this podcast carmen do you know what a spin pasta is that's when like there's a okay so well you know what creepy pasta is right yeah, so if you don't know, listener, a creepypasta is basically... It's a website where people just, like, write scary stories, and a creepypasta is just, like, one of those stories. Uh, it's it's just for fun. Yeah, so a spin pasta, is that, like, a spin-off of the creepypasta? Yeah, and there's some pretty famous ones, actually. So um, this kind of is pop culture-ish, but I thought I'd bring up that there is a spin pasta for... Um, I guess a creepy pasta about Chuck E. Cheese. I couldn't really pin down 
which creepy pasta this spin pasta is based off of, unfortunately. But the spin pasta calls this location specifically, quote, a fortress for ghosts and goblins. Um, again, though, this is, it's all meant to be like fiction, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really mean anything. But I thought I'd bring it up anyway. Uh, it also claims that this location is closed and vacant. Of course, it's not. Um, although Chuck E. Cheese did recently file for bankruptcy. I'm kind of confused about what, what what's going on with that. But uh, they might be going down. Um, but, I mean, this location's still open. And during COVID, it was open for takeout. And I believe they're, like, fully reopened now. So if you want to go, uh, you can. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they actually are open like fully. And apparently the pizza recipe got better. So if you have kids oh. and you want to go. Or if you want a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> or if you just really want a Chuck E. Cheese pizza, you know where to go. <laughs> also, there's a botched USA Today article um, that came out in June of 2020 claiming that five kids went missing in a Chuck E. Cheese, and then Twitter caught on, I guess, and then someone claimed to see the animatronics moving and trying to make the connection to the Five Nights and Freddy's, apparently, but it, all of it was later on debunked as a hoax, so there you go. There's also a group that I didn't know about called Bay Area Ghost Hunters. Uh, I believe they have a Facebook page if you're interested in learning more about them. I can't speak for them. And I don't know too much about them. But I did find that they had a meet and greet here on November 25th, 2019. I thought that was interesting. Kind of had a little ghost hunt night here. And uh, I don't know if they've had one here since then. But that was at least the last one I could find. Well, they are open till 10 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. So you might get some cool ghost activity at that point. Or just a bunch of kids running around. So, um, last but not least, one of my favorite factoids about San Jose is that, okay, so not only was Chuck E. Cheese founded in San Jose, but did you know that Eggo waffles were also invented in San Jose? (laughs) I did not know this. (laughs) What? Okay, so... Eggo waffles were invented in San Jose, California by Frank Dorsa, who developed a process by which waffles can be cooked, frozen, and then packaged for consumers. And in 1953, Dorsa, along with his younger brothers, Anthony and Sam, they introduced Eggo frozen waffles as froffles. So they weren't even they weren't even introduced as Eggo waffles. It was just froffles at first. So they were then nicknamed Eggos due to their eggy flavor. And that's kind of what popularized the term Eggo. So then Eggos were produced in a factory on Eggo Way in San Jose, California, near the intersection of US 101 and East Julian Street. Uh, the Dorsos were very involved in local community activities and often donated extensively to school and community projects. And then also for Halloween, instead of candy, Tony Dorsa would give out bags of Eggo potato chips to trick-or-treaters. Um, so not only did they have like a waffle factory, but they also had like a snack factory. So they had potato chips um, and, and other snacky items. Um, But yeah, so there's that. I thought it was really cool. 
the connection is just like different things invented in San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> I just Okay. Yeah, I just thought it was cool cuz like, you know, I don't know. Ego waffles. And they're both off 101. And I love waffles. Yes, they are. Um, so maybe 101 is haunted. I don't know. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. I freaking love Ego waffles. Maybe that's why I just included it. Well, that is a re-recording of our first ever episode of San Jose. Again, if you like what you hear, be sure to check us out on all our social media. Again, we're on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We have a website and we have an email address. Basically, everything is San Jose if you look it up somehow. But our website is sanjose.wordpress.com and our email address is sanjose at gmail.com. In later episodes, you'll even hear some voice recordings or written stories that we read out from listeners. So we really love it if you send us your own stories and maybe one day they'll end up on the podcast. Yeah, so remember to cook your frozen waffles and to say spooky San Jose. (laughs) 